The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And Cole, you with me, Chris? I'm here, James. Chris was back, y'all. Chris took a little vacation, left us for a while. Had a little back. vacation, now I'm back. I'm refreshed. Everything's good. And we got Abe. Abe, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? Uh, we got another name for Abe. It's called LD, Lion Dancing Abe. Ah, we'll talk about that a little later. Abe kicking his feet up. Pops around and here you go. Grab your woman and let her know. <laughs> and, we got, and we got the process. Wait a minute. You know what I mean? I'm here. I'm ready. Well, let's do it. I want to start out. I know Chris got something, but I want to get y'all opinion on this, Wayman, Abe, and Chris. You know, it's kind of sad, but um, my question to you guys is, um, Aaron Hernandez, um, you know, played with the Patriots, tight end, great athlete, you know, um, went to jail for murder, you know, he had life with no parole. Um, my two questions for you guys. First, well, two-part question. First is, what do athletes like that, they got everything, um, you guys think, and get involved like stuff like that? And my second question is, um, is this like a sad tragedy that ha- happened to him or, you know, that he took his life like that? And why do you think he did? You want to go first, Nick? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, so, first part, um, you know, uh like it's like you said, it, it's it's kind of sad to hear that news, you know. And uh, I'm sure the Patriots are, uh, you know, pretty pretty shook about it. You know, they a lot of those guys they played with him. Tom Brady is one of them. And uh, you know, he uh, they I don't know if you knew this or not, but they were uh, they had scheduled to to go to the White House today. And uh, Tom Brady put out a statement that said uh, he he wouldn't be attending. That he had uh, family uh, issue, family uh, things to take care of, family matters to take care of. So uh, you know that could be part of the reason why he didn't he didn't show up. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, I don't I don't know why somebody would, would uh, you know that it was a, a, a great player like Aaron was and. Um, you know, had a had a real bright future ahead of him, and to just let it go like that, you know, uh, it, it's 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 crazy, you know. And you know, uh, he, he 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 was young, and maybe that had a part of it. Part of uh, that was part of what went wrong there. You know, him being so young and having you know gaining so much success so fast. 
that it, uh, you know, he kind of just imploded in that. And, uh, you know, so I think that's kind of what happened with that situation. But, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, I don't, you know, he, he, he probably was at the end of his rope, you know, in being in jail, uh, serving a life with, with no parole sentence, you know, he, he, he had no chance of getting out, you know, and, and I heard that they were trying to, uh, get a retrial on that, on the first, uh, murder charge that he initially went in for, but, you know, that, that was, that was pretty much the extent of, of that, of what I had heard, you know, I, I, never, I never got a definitive, uh, that they were actually going to have a retrial on that or, or anything, so I'm, I'm not sure what came about that. But, you know, it, it's kind of a hopeless uh, place to be, I think, for him, you know, and it was uh, a point of, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no recourse here. There's no getting out of what he's, he's gotten himself into, and... You know, uh, that's that's a that's a real real dark place to be. You know, I don't know if uh, any of the anybody's ever you know dealt with depression, uh, but when you get to a hopeless uh, point in your life and you don't have any avenues to turn, you know it uh, it can be real easy for somebody to think, well, you know, this is uh, this is one way out here, you know, and it's. Uh, it's it's a really a shame because it's it's a permanent solution to a temporary uh, problem that uh, you know he was going through at that time. I mean, it, as far as being temporary, just trying to uh, deal with day to day life uh, and 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 being locked up like like he was. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's too bad. That uh, that happened to him. You know, I, I just think that, you know, if you know anything about Aaron Hernandez, you know that, uh, you know, he, he had tragedy at an early age, um, you know, came from a, a, a rough life <clears throat> in Bristol, Connecticut. Um, and, and unfortunately, that lifestyle never left him. I mean, obviously, still carrying guns and using violence. Uh, to settle disputes. And so for me, you know, I can remember the story of Nate Newton for the Cowboys getting busted for transporting, you know, uh, pounds and pounds of marijuana. I mean, this is a guy who's a Hall of Famer, you know, in, in Dallas's glory years, but yet and still that lifestyle that he was living, he was not able to let go even when he was making millions of dollars and had accolades and fame and one of the best players at his position to ever do it. Aaron Hernandez, you know, 18 touchdowns, two years with New England, revamped how the NFL views tight ends, people running, you know, sets from the inside out. Obviously a very talented player at the University of Florida with the New England Patriots, was a good guy from all accounts. But unfortunately, what he learned on the streets his ways of dealing with people from the streets never left him. And, and, and coming from an inner city myself in California, I've watched numerous people, both athletes and just friends of mine, um, go the same route, either 
be murdered or some friends still in prison right now because of because of violence and, and, and gun violence. And I think that unfortunately, you know, people um, people living that lifestyle, some people never ever um, get out of it. And and I and I do think that it's a tragedy, not just because he was an athlete or or any of those things, but um, it's a tragedy because he took at least one other person's life that he was convicted of. He was he was found, we'll just say, not guilty of, of the murder of two other people who died um, senselessly, and, and we'll never know for sure if, it, if Aaron Hernandez was behind it or not. But I think all of that is a is a tragedy. All of that should have and could have been avoided. Um, and and the fact that and and I'm not 100 percent sure on this that he took his own life because. You know, I, I saw him blowing kisses to his daughter inside the courtroom after he was found um, not guilty and only uh, convicted of, of possession of a firearm. So for me, this person hasn't demonstrated any reason to take his life up to this point. And then all of a sudden, you know, like I said, he's blowing kisses. He, I see him joking with his attorneys um, during the trial. Doesn't seem like a person who's distraught to the point of wanting to take his own life. And we don't know what's going on in someone's head, but it's definitely a tragedy and definitely a tragic figure um, and, and just a microcosm in some ways of what goes on in, uh, in America's inner cities. Yeah. So, so yeah, what, what I, I, I want to agree with what uh, Prophet was saying regarding his ability. I mean, he was a fantastic player, and, and with the tight end, you know, here they had both, both him and Gronk at the same time, and I mean, no one could stop them. I mean, they were they, they were a dynamic duo. And then for this to happen, you know, to find out that he was he had done what he did, but you know, he had problems when he was at Florida. He had problems in high school, you know, and it's all from from people he was associated with, you know. And and I I I, I think once you get into the professional leagues. Eventually, you've got to make some decisions in your life of, of okay, who are you going to be around, who are you going to not be around, and, and he chose to not, you know, be associated with, with the right quality of people, and, and that's what ultimately led, it, led to the downfall, but for him to take his life, I, I, I was even saying earlier today, it's like, what doesn't make sense to me is, you know, he's been in prison now for three years. Why now? Is it is it because uh, the Patriots at the White House? Well, they've been in the White House two years ago. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, no, no one you know, no one understands or, or, or saw it coming, you know. So, of course, the, the jail didn't have him under a watch of any sort. And it was, it's, it's just, you know, ultimately a sad deal because, he he could have been one of those players if if he would have done the right thing all along. He could have been somebody that that could have been the Hall of Fame caliber player. So it's unfortunate. Answer me this, guys. Women had a good point. Uh, my question is: uh, he brought up Nate Newton. You know, uh, everybody's done the Cowboys was awful. You know, but um, the guy who played for the Bears, what was his name? Wayne when they did was like big time drug dealer. Uh, Chris Fowler, he went to jail for a while. He was a big time drug dealer. 
My, my yeah, question to you guys is... Um, I, I can't think of who that is. Uh, yeah, he's a receiver DB, and he's trying to become a big-time drug dealer. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He got, he got yeah. busted a few times. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I can't remember. But my question yeah. is, how much is enough money? I mean, they're making millions. I mean, you know, like Nate News. I mean, you probably know more about that, Ava. Well, I haven't followed that, but I heard about it. But, how much do you think is enough for them, Aiden? Why do you think, I mean, if I make a million, why would I go and make another doing that, you know? Go ahead, Aiden. Well, you know, I, I think once you get into that position uh, that, you know, you're making a lot of money and all of a sudden you have nice cars and you have uh, you have a new house and, you know, you have uh, all these bills that need to get paid, you know, uh, it, it, it kind of, it's kind of like, you know, you, you're always after that. You're always in search of that, you know, and, uh, and I think, you know, it might be a lot of times that's why, you know, these, a lot of these guys, they don't, they don't want to quit playing football or they don't want to retire from the league, you know, uh, because they have so much that they have to keep up with, you know, and, uh, and, and, and in other situations, I think it might be, you know, I think you just, you just get, uh, you just get greedy, you know, and, you know, you, you get all this money and you need more and you, it's almost like a, a, an addiction or a high, you know, where you're, you're, you know, always bringing, bringing in this money and, and it's, it, I think it might be, be like a, uh, kind of a high type thing that, that people, uh, kind of uh, can get used to, you know. So I don't. That's that's uh, the best I can explain it. I think. For me, I don't think it's about the money. Like I said, I think it's about the lifestyle, and I think you know, uh, Chris touched on an earlier point about the people you surround yourself with. Um, what was the guy's name? Jamal. And maybe Jamal's not his first name, but he was a Cleveland Cleveland running back that can, got convicted um, of distribution of cocaine. Or you look at Ray Lewis and the fact that him and his buddies got caught up, um, and, and he almost lost his life on a murder conviction if, if, if he would have been convicted. I mean, you have all these guys who come from um, these areas, high crime, high violence, used to a certain lifestyle, it's easy for us to say, you know what, you made it to the NFL and, and you have to make a decision. But in reality, the only people that they trust are these people that they've grown up with, that, they, that, that have defended them, have looked out for them, kept them out of violent situations, um, and are willing to take literal bullets for these people. So you put them in a, in a new situation and they have money, well, they bring those guys along with them because those are the people that they've trusted, just like Aaron Hernandez. He's rolling with two or three other people every time when he supposedly committed these murders. These are the people that he trusted, um, and no amount of money, no amount of circumstance, unfortunately, is going to cause him to let go of some of these people. You remember Des Bryant when he got with the Cowboys, and, and those guys he was hanging out with. This guy makes millions of dollars, you know, millions of dollars a year, but he can't, he can't pay for 
jewelry and all these different things, and he's uh, getting in a fight with his mom and all these crazy things. And so the Dallas Cowboys went and grabbed him by the collar, uh, monitored him, and said, you know what, you have to change who you're hanging out with. Des Bryant obviously is not a bad person, but the people that he was with were influencing, influencing him to kind of get in some of the trouble that uh, he got into. And, and that's, unfortunately, a, a lot of what happens with these big-name athletes. These people that have been by them and by their side their entire lives, they continue to hang out with. They have living with them. Um, look at Michael Vick. It wasn't even him at his house. Was it his cousin and some other people running that dogfighting ring? I mean, I'm just telling you that he's not the only one. When these people make it to this level, they bring the people that were there with them always. And that eventually, for some of them, gets them in trouble. Well, we got to take a break. We'll come out with your answer, Chris. And then we're going to, I know you got some questions. So this is James, Chris, LD, Lime Dancer Maeve, and the Prophet. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Co-host. You there, Chris? I'm here, James. Chris, who we got on the line with us today? Well, we of course we have we have Abe, and we have the Prophet. No, I'm forgetting my line dancing. Hey, Abe, dancing. You know, you only know. Let me ask that question, Chris, and then um, go ahead and ask the question. Yeah. So what, what what I was saying, what we were saying during the break, was you know regarding Michael Vick and and you know the people that the Fall Guys or whatever. But again, I, I was told a long time ago 
that you are who you associate with, you know, and and you 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 start being ingrained with that and and becoming that and believing what 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 they are, and that can can it can be a good thing and it can also be your demise. And in this case, with uh, uh, with with, with um, Aaron Hernandez and what Michael Vick and a few others, it was their demise. It was their their downfall, and. They they never saw it coming. They never, for a million, a million million dollars, thought that this would happen to them. But it did. You know, Michael Vick actually learned from his mistake, cleaned himself up. You know, and got got himself back to, you know, his 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 issue. You know, what was a correctable issue? Aaron Hernandez. When you kill somebody, you can't quite come back from that one. So, you know that that to, to me that that. that who you associate with and who who you have around you, whether it's someone from your, your childhood and, and you feel obligated that because at one point in your life that they had your back, that you think they're always going to have your back um, and that you're going you're gonna to take care of them, you know, that's not always the case. You know, sometimes they're, they're going to, they're going to, they can take you down. So that's what I want to take away from this. Let me ask you a question, Chris. So, so um, Abe brought this up about the New England Patriots going to the White House today. So, and they're there, you know, to celebrate the Super Bowl Fifty One, being the Super Bowl Fifty One champs, meeting the president, and so forth. Six players in the team won't be in attendance due to a political or apolitical views. You know, I know that players in the past have skipped going to the White House, but not as many as there are like this year. Uh, my question to you guys is: Do you think this is how they should protest? Or should they come together as a team and just suck it up? Wayman, what do you think? I have no problem with what they're doing. I mean, uh, you know, the last time the Patriots won the Super Bowl, Brady didn't go. And, and none of the guys that obviously are, are, are not going to the White House um, have the accolades, have the stature, um, have the, the prominence in that league as Tom Brady. And, and so... I don't think anyone should ever have to suck anything up. If Tom Brady can do it, if various other sports figures throughout, you know, hockey players and baseball players, um, for whatever their motives or reasoning or rationale, I remember I remember someone didn't go to the White House because they believed that Obama wasn't born in this country. Um, regardless of the fact, I think, you know, if, if that's not something you want to do, uh, it, it's definitely your right <clears throat> um, not to do it. And I think if you are actually trying to make a political statement as a player, as an athlete, uh, there's no bigger stage than not going to the White House, something that every athlete kind of dreams about. I mean, I, I think you, you take a personal stance. I, I think that's a big move. Obviously, maybe not in the same vein as Colin Kaepernick, but... Obviously, that's something that people are going to be aware of. Those six players are definitely on the radar. Um, that's that you you do that at your own personal peril. And so, I whether I agree with what they're doing or not, I respect people that are willing to put themselves, their money, and this is the Patriots we're talking about. This is not you know the Forty ers or a team. Um, that is managed a certain way. You know that the Patriots don't play. They don't necessarily pay their players unless you're Tom Brady, you know. So
So this is not a team to, to take lightly. This is not a team where you can make that type of stance and not expect that, that Belichick might not have some repercussions. Um, and so for these players to do that, I applaud them. Um, and, and I applaud the fact that, like I said, they do this to their own detriment and maybe even personal peril. So um, if Tom Brady didn't have to suck it up, I don't think anybody else should have to suck it up. That was the leader of your team the last time they went. And he didn't do it, so I don't see why anyone should have to do it now. Okay. I'm going to have a follow-up question for you when we're done, but Abe, what, what do you think? You know, I, I just think we, I think we have to be respectful of their rights, you know, you know to choose whether or not to, to, go, to go or not. You know, I, 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 I've said this before. I think uh, freedom is a choice, and when you, you, know, when you have the right to choose... That's, that's true freedom there. So uh, the fact that you know they they don't they don't want to partake, you know that's okay. I mean it's not like uh, they're they're not getting extra points or anything for going it going and doing it. But you know, like Wayman said, I'm sure that you know they they will be looked at you know uh, in a little bit different light. And uh, but you know, it, in the same token, they they you know as an American citizen, that's that's their right they, to choose to go or not, you know, so I don't, I don't have any problem with it. Okay, so, but for, for me, you know, as, as, as a fan of football and so forth, I mean, I, I view it, I view the whole thing as, you know, this, this is, this is something, a team thing, the whole team won the Super Bowl, it wasn't individual players who won the Super Bowl, so they, you know, to me, I, I feel like they should come together you know, and 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 find another way to just to overlook the fact that, you know, Republican Democrat, who cares? You know, they're they're coming there as as a, as a team, and and you know, we were the best team this year. You know, you don't necessarily have to shake the president's hand or anything, but uh, just to be there and and say, hey, we made it, we did it. You know, they, these are my my brethren, and I'm 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 stuck here for now, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll do it another way. But, you know, it, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a better way of doing it? I, I respect that. You know, I mean, you know, it's, it's like you said, you know, uh, they should be able to set aside their uh, political views and, and come together as a team and show up and, and show support for each other and, and uh, you know, I'm sure it's a great honor. I mean, I've, I've never been to the White House myself, but, it, it, you know, just to say that you got to do that or you went and did that, you know, and, and you got to meet the president or whatever, I mean, I'm sure that's, that's, that would be, you know, something to definitely tell your kids, you know, in the future. But, you know, on the same token, they, they if, if they choose not to, then, you know, they, they don't have to. That's that's their choice. Yeah, Wayman, uh, what do you uh, think to my comment? I I I, I disagree. Um, only from the standpoint of, you know, I, I don't even think it's a that political. And, and obviously, some people are against Trump and and whatever. But but if we if we if we're honest with ourselves and and looking at this, and looking at the people that are protesting, and 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 one of them happens to be a you know, white guy, um, 
this this didn't start happening. People not attending the White House for sporting events until Obama became president. It didn't matter if you were a Democrat, Republican, if you like George Bush or not. This type of thing never happened until we have a multi-ethnic president in this country. Um, I, I can't remember anybody for any reason not right. showing up at the White House. I mean, people would people that aren't even on that team anymore that had been traded had wanted to go to the, the White House. I remember, um, I forget what Bronco it was, and, and, and they didn't take him uh, on the trip, but he definitely wanted to go to the White House. Uh, but my, the point I'm making is, until Obama became president, I can't remember any athlete for any reason, whether it was Democratic, Clinton, Bushes, nobody did this. And so I think as a way of showing um, political savvy and as a, a form of, like Abe said, your freedom in your protest, some of the black athletes are saying, you know what? Tom Brady did this. Chris, you talked about being a leader of a team. Who's the leader of the Patriots? So what are you saying to the rest of your team when you don't show up to an Obama White House? And then you ask those same players or some of those same players as the leader to come together and do it now. So do we only follow your example when the person you want is in the White House? Or do we follow your example all the time? And, and I think it's a, it's a very convoluted message. I, I think it's a horrible message. And I think what, what Tom Brady did, if, if you're a leader and we are supposed to be a team, then we have to be a team under adversity and under all circumstances, even when the person that you may not have wanted to be in the White House is in there. Or do we only, or are we only a team when the person that you want is in? And, and, and for me, I think that's what those players are saying. They're saying, no, we can still be a team. And when we put on these pads, we're still a team. But, and I'll just use the old and almost kind of corny saying, but what's right for the goose is right for the gander. If Tom Brady, the leader of this team, can, can do what he does, then we should have that same opportunity. That, that's, that's very true, but still, I, 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 I think that you know, just because someone did it before doesn't mean that someone should continually do it that same way. You know, somewhere along the line, they just need to be a man and just, you know, again, come together as a team and, and, and do it that way. And I don't disagree, but I, like I said, I think the precedent was set with, with, with the Obama White House, and that's when people started doing it. People started yeah. not going and having reasons for not going. And so, um, and, and, and we can't pretend like we're, we're blind. So black athletes are saying, you know what? If, 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 you know, Johnny over there can do it and Tom over here can do it, you know what? I don't like who's in there now. So now I'm not going to go. And so they see that as a, as a way of, of protest. I don't necessarily like it either. Like Abe said, it's a great honor. But when you see someone who, who looks like you or, or resembles you and, and people are making political stances and not going when he's president, well, now I have an opportunity to do the same thing. And, and whether we agree with it or not, yeah. the, precedent, the precedent has been set. This is what people are now doing. Yeah, but what stance are they making? Not showing up saying they don't like him? I mean, that's the only stance you can make, you know, right? 
it's saying that you don't necessarily maybe agree with his policies. I think it says that more than anything. I don't think it means anything about not liking him as a person. I'm sure the majority, if not all of them, have no personal relationship with Trump. But but it's against his policies. Like I said, I can remember, and I can't necessarily remember the guy's name, but he didn't go to the White House because he believed that Obama was born in another country. So he didn't go to the White House. I mean, so you, you don't really get any specific rationale or reasoning why people haven't done it in the past. Nobody knows why Tom Brady didn't go, but you can speculate. You can speculate, and it's, it's probably not too hard to figure out why he didn't go for Obama and, and why he's going for Trump. Um, and, and so when you start and continually put that thing out there, then it's hard to stop that train. When, when does it stop? When do, when do we all say, okay, you know what, now... We, we've kind of done this a few times. Let's stop doing it. Well, you've already set the ball in motion. Yeah, that, that's true. So, so, so how, how do they, how do they fix it? You know, does it have to come down for the commissioner? Does it have to be the owners? Does it have to be the, the coach? I mean, where, where, where do you start at? I really, it, it, I don't think it's you like, can. You know, like Dave said, it's, it's freedom now. And, I think you would have an uproar um, on various levels because, like I said, some very high-profile people, and I'll we'll just keep going back to Tom Brady, skips. And so um, I may not be Tom Brady, but if I choose not to go now, am I going to get fined? Or do I have to go now? Well, why didn't Tom Brady get fined? Why didn't this person get fined? Why didn't those six New England players that decided to go or not go this year, why didn't they get fined? So it, it, to me, it would seem like it would be hard to arbitrarily decide at some future point that this is no longer allowed because other people are going to feel wrongly or rightly like you're violating their freedom, more or less. Like it's an honor. It's something beyond playing football. It's, it's a tradition, but it's not something that's, that you're obligated to do. It's not something in your contract. It's not something that they can make you do. And so if you try to start stipulating that you must go, I think you run in, it's a slippery slope and, and you wind up getting in trouble. Yeah. I yeah. think we make a big thing though because it looked at whoever in the Super Bowl, you go to the White House. Whoever in the NBA, you go to the White House. So those are big events. So everybody goes, but they don't see when other people don't want to go, you know? That's not put on TV that um, little Sally in the eighth grade didn't want to go on the field trip to the White House because, you know, there's only the big-time sports, but you got big-time name people that everybody looking at. So when you see um, Craig Hodges, when he's going to go in Bush, you know, that's big news, you know. But like you say, you know, if you want to go, you want to go. If you don't, you don't. Well, that's what it's going to come down to. But, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting with the, the state of the nation right now and, and everything being politicized, um, and what have you, to see if more athletes are going to decide to skip the Trump White House. And I'm not saying Trump as if he's some bad person, but obviously he's a very polarizing figure in this country. So it wouldn't surprise me that the NBA champions, the majority of them, don't go to the White House. 
um, it, it really wouldn't shock me. And it, it wouldn't shock me across all sports um, because he is a very polarizing figure. You either really like him or you really don't like him. And following the model of what has been established now, I can see some major news with people not visiting the White House. And that's just my own personal opinion. Hmm. Let's take, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get more questions from Chris, Abe, and, and we'll have the profit. Be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, co host with Chris Whitney. I'm here, James. We got our buddy Abe. Abe, you there? Hey, how's it going? It'll be like that. We got to try that, Wayman and Chris. I eat with too. And we got the Prophet. You there, the Prophet? I'm, I'm ready to go, baby. 
I got a question for Chris. I said one question. My question to you is we got um, Marshawn Lynch, you know, uh, want to come back. You know, he want to play for the Raiders. Um, my question to you guys, he played for Seattle. Seattle got his rights. Why he don't want to play for Seattle again, guys? Why, why would you think that? Because, I mean, I think Seattle's a good team. But, you know, why he want to play for the Raiders, you thinking he want out of Seattle? I mean, I'm, I was pissed off when they didn't get him the ball. I think, man, you talk about that, Abe, at the, the yeah. line. You know, but why? Do you think that's the reason why? Um, going to go first, Abe? Yeah. Well I, I, well, I think you know he's he's a hometown guy. You know he's he's uh, from Oakland, I believe, and and uh, you know he, I think he wants to to play for the home team. You know, and uh, I think uh, I think it'd be phenomenal to see him on the field again. You know, uh, I'm not sure that he's going to come back and just take off uh, in full beast mode. But I mean, he's you know. He's he's definitely going to get some carries. I think I think they could utilize him in uh, you know uh, certain situations as far as uh, when they really really need him. You know, and I, I think it'd be great to to see him on the field uh, for the Raiders. And you know, and I uh, I think he said himself that you know he's he's going to you know make a big push to get on the team and, and bring a championship back to Oakland. <laughs> Super Bowl champion, championship. Hopefully that, that works out for him. Wait a minute. Obviously there was some disconnect there with him in Seattle. I mean, if he wanted to be in Seattle, he would be in Seattle. Uh, he never retired, but to leave your team with money still on the table, something was going on. I mean, obviously um they make it seem like it was an amicable split, but if you're paying me X amount of dollars, I still have a contract and I'm still able to play, then why do I leave if I actually like it there? So obviously, he, he wasn't done playing football. He was done playing football in Seattle. Abe alluded to the fact that he's a hometown boy. He gets to play for the team that he rooted for growing up. Um, so it's a win-win situation. I applaud Seattle because why hold on to something or someone who doesn't want to play for you anymore? So um, they're obviously open to allowing him to negotiate a contract with the Raiders, which they're currently doing. They're not holding that up, even though they still do uh, maintain his rights. Um, so I, I think Seattle, it, it, for me, would be the model of um, letting someone continue to play. It's opposite of what the Cowboys did. Um, Tony Romo doesn't want to play for you anymore because he's not going to be the starter. Let him go. After you try to trade him and after you've done everything that you can to try to get something back, and I understand the Cowboys trying to get something back for him, let him go. In Seattle, let him go. He doesn't want to play for you anymore. Chris? Well, I, 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 I do agree with what you're saying, Wayman, but I also think that Seattle, if they're going to let him go, they, they, they want some compensation. They want, they, they, you know, they're not just going to let him go that freely, unfortunately. You know, and, 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 I, and, and I hadn't really thought about it until you, until you just said it, that there was some issues. There had to be some issues between him and the team or the coach and staff or something, you know, because 
for him to walk away like he did. I mean, that was very surprising for a lot of people to hear him him do that. And, and when you just said it, I'm like, okay, well, that makes total sense to me. That's why he did. So, um, but yeah, I yeah let 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 him play in 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 you know the Raiders slash Las Vegas. Um, but uh, you know, but but they're they're going to look they're going to look for some money. Oh yeah, there'll, there'll definitely be some compensation in the form of a of a late round, you know, draft pick. I don't think they're just going to, you know, let him go freely. But I, I don't think they're going to make. I mean, obviously he's already negotiating with the Raiders. I'm sure the Raiders wouldn't be negotiating as would he if they hadn't gotten assurances from Seattle that they're going to, you know, uh, let him go. I mean, Seattle's letting Richard Sherman uh, go and, and explore trade opportunities. Uh, so, to me, it just shows that Seattle's a franchise. Hey, we, we'd like to have you here. You don't want to be here. We'll do everything in our power to get you somewhere else, which which I appreciate. And I'm sure as an athlete, Seattle will be a continued destination because that's ultimately what you want as an athlete. You, you want to obviously play for a team. And if it's not working out there for whatever reason, they're allowing you to go out, see how much you're worth. Obviously, we have to be compensated, and we'll make it work. As an athlete, you can't ask for anything more than that. You know, you have some teams that are holding on to players and and whatnot that don't want to be there, i.e. Romo. I'm not going to keep talking about the Cowboys, or maybe I will, Abe, just to kind of rub it in. But I'm just saying, that there's, there's, to, to me, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things, and, and you can see very clearly what happened in the Romo situation, and then maybe he comes back after you know a year or so, and and Dallas can can work something out. But I'm just saying how you how you approach that situation initially as an athlete and as a franchise, I think has a lot to do with how athletes see your organization and the type of respect they have. Yeah, but can I, add, can I add something to that? Go can ahead. I say yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just want to say, you know, I, I think uh, Marshawn Lynch, he, he can be a, a kind of a hard guy to, to get along with. You know, I don't know, recently he, he knocked a kid's cell phone out of his uh, hands for, you know, taking pictures of him at the airport or whatever. And uh, I think we all remember, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl and he did the, the pre, pre-game interviews, the whole time he sat there and all he said was, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Every question right. they asked him, I'm just here so we don't, so I don't get fined. That was his answer, you know. And so that, that you know, that could that could be uh, seen as, you know, kind of tough to to get along with, you know. So, but yeah, that's that's just the way he is, you know. So, but you guys didn't answer my question. Though. I asked y'all, do you think that last play, him not getting the ball, kind of pissed him off? Because I know. If I'm the main guy, they don't throw me the ball. You see it from Dad Bryant, all right? Uh, Abe, we want that ball inside the thing. And, and um, Marshawn Lynch should have got the ball. Do you think that kind of aggravated him a little bit? He didn't want to be back there with him, guys? Well, it, you know, that could have just been the, the straw that broke the camel's back, you know? I mean, it's hard to say, but, you know, uh, you know, uh, maybe it was a... Uh, a lot of things that were mounting up to to this, and, that, and you know, like I said, that that put him over the edge. That was the the last straw. Mm. When I mean, I'm sure 
and, and who knows how much of that factored into uh, their decision making. But obviously, he played a year after that. Seattle was not as much of a run-oriented team. They started using other running backs who have since been hurt. Um, you know, after he decided that he wasn't playing for them anymore, but. He kind of went to more of a pl- pl- platoon system uh, that last year that he played in Seattle. Um, and, and so I'm sure all of that factored in. He, he's continued to work out. Um, from all indications, he's still in excellent shape. So to me, it seems like he always intended, if possible, to play again. I mean, the first opportunity that, that he had, I mean, with the local team, he took it. I mean, somebody reached out to him and he said, yeah, it, it, it didn't seem like there was too much convincing or, you know, this is a guy that really wanted to stay retired. This is a guy who stayed in shape. And the only reason, in my opinion, that you stay in shape once you go, because you want to play again. He just didn't want to play in Seattle. Um, I, 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 I think there's some validity to what you said. I mean, yeah, as a player, you, you want the ball. You want to make the plays. You want to, to, to get out there. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that's what's part of his frustration, that he wasn't, wasn't getting anything. And, and even though he wasn't talking to reporters, I'm sure he was saying a lot in the locker rooms. He was saying a lot to his teammates. He was saying a lot to the coaches. And he, he was probably... You know, just just getting himself upset and them upset with him, and it was definitely a mutual thing. So, yeah, I I I, I can see that that not not getting the ball is a huge problem, especially for a man with an eagle like that. Go ahead, Chris. We got time for one more question. Uh, okay, so last June, Denver Broncos quarterback. Akib Tlaib, he shot himself in his lower right leg. Do you, do you guys remember that? Down in Texas, right? Yes, yep. yes. So right. it's been reported that the NFL won't fine or, or suspend him. I'd like to know why some players have been fined or suspended for the same offense while others walk away cleanly. Uh, Prophet, what, 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 what's, your, what's your thing on this? No, I'm tired of this freaking Bronco bias. I'm joking, kind of. Um, but, but but I think you I, I think you already hit the nail on the head, Chris, and we, we've discussed it on the show before. These rules are so arbitrary. We we don't know. You know, you you have some uh, some people that use a firearm, and I guess we should say, fortunately, he shot himself. He could have very easily shot someone else. Um, he was in some altercation that night and wound up shooting himself. And, and we don't know all the circumstances surrounding it, but in my mind, if you've shot yourself, which you didn't intend, somebody else was probably the target. Um, so, so he doesn't get a fine. He doesn't get suspended. But other people, you know, get fined or suspended. James Harrison, James Harrison is harassed in the offseason for not showing up to drug tests and threatened with suspension. Tom, Gra- Tom Brady gets four games for deflate gate, but somebody using a weapon, no fine, no suspension, and that makes sense. It, it, that's why all these players are constantly complaining. You, you get fined 
thousands of dollars for a touchdown celebration, ten, fifteen, twenty-five thousand dollars for a late hit. But shooting yourself? Eh, you're fine. That's okay. Nothing to see here? That makes absolutely no sense. I don't care how you explain it, what you tell me, that makes absolutely no sense. Right. Um, so, so, Abe, what, what, what's your comment on that? Well, I, I just, you know, I don't think, like Wayman said, I don't think there's any consistency, you know, and the, the severity, the degree of severity of the offense, you know, uh, is only taken into consideration when it's certain players, you know, and they've looked at certain players, you know, and, and the, the whole deal with uh, Keep to Leave, I don't believe he, he even meant to shoot somebody. I think he probably was intoxicated. He had the gun in his waistband. And he went to reach for it, and when he did, he uh, he pulled the trigger and he shot himself in the rear, you know. And uh, you know that's that's uh, you know I think they probably looked at it like, well, you know, uh, you did this to yourself, you know. I think you 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 suffered enough consequence from it, you know, and you've been able to overcome it, and we're just going to let it slide, you know. And and but you know the the, the like I said, the, the consistency thing is, is it, it could be pr- frustrating for these players because, like Wayman said, they, they see this and, you know, it's, it's, there's no consistency across the board. So. Right, right. You know, I can, I can, drunk, I can, I can, I can get suspended for drunk driving or, or missing a drug test or all these different things, but having a firearm and discharging it, in a public place. I mean, whether he meant to shoot himself or not, the fact is, there's no denying, one, he had a firearm, two, that whether he did it or intentionally or unintentionally, the firearm was discharged. I remember Plaxico Burris going to prison and being suspended for the very same thing. He shot himself in a New York City club. And he was out of football. What is, what's the difference? Yeah. I, I don't see one. You can't explain to me a difference. Tricycle Burns didn't mean to shoot himself. He shot himself. He went to prison for shooting himself. Right. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. It, it's completely arbitrary. Um, you know, people convicted of... Say what you want to say about Greg Hardy. And what he did was horrible if it's true, because I've not gotten her to testify about her being thrown on guns and him brandishing guns. He didn't shoot anyone. And Khalid can't say the same, even if it was him that he shot. Well, we got the music in that here, but um, next we're going to talk about the draft. Um, Draft be coming up, so I want to thank you guys again. Weymouth, Prophet, Aid, Line, Nasa, and Chris. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Damn Bronco players. <laughs> 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 I keep doing it every week. They do. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at Loving That Sports Talk at Yahoo.com.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.